Hey guys, welcome to B&G in the Morning. I'm Gavin Schaus and I'm here with my co-host Brett Williams and we're super excited to bring you this new episode of B&G in the Morning. Um, today we're going to have the Missouri 8-Man District Preview um, and we're going to have interviews from Albany's Kemper Klein, South Holtz, Brody Scroggins, King City's Parker Muff, and Al Alex Reinhardt from Worth County. Um, super excited to have those guys on and I think we're just going to go ahead and start with the interview from Kemper Klein. Yeah, so Kemper, first question, we're going to, before we get into the tournament, let's go ahead and just reflect on the regular season. So if you had to give your overall season a grade, what would that grade be and why would the team receive that grade? Um, I'd probably give us a B. We've done quite a bit of things well, and our running game is really starting to get pretty good as the years progressed. We move the ball on a lot of teams. Uh, our defense really hasn't been as as good as we'd like it to be. We've had way too many blown assignments and big plays allowed and just wide wide open men down the field for the other quarterback to throw to. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, as I've watched you guys, I've seen that running game flourish, and Brett and I have talked about that Albany pass defense, I mean, almost on every single episode. Um, just going into the next question, what team do you feel is the biggest threat to the team across the entire playoff bracket? The biggest threat for us right now is – Mount City right now. You can't really look too far ahead in the playoffs because nothing's guaranteed. If we we could be looking forward to whatever round and we could lose next week mm -hmm. by fifty points. So Definitely. it wouldn't, wouldn't even matter. Mount City, they're a pretty good team. And we beat them earlier in the year, but just because we did that doesn't mean that we won't be able to walk through them and for sure. For sure. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you don't want to look ahead. That's one of the worst things you can do, especially in the playoffs where it's win or go home. So uh, third question, what does the team have to do in order to go the farthest they possibly can in the state tournament? Uh, to go as far as we'd like to, we really need to get our defense better. And we can't let the things that hurt us earlier in the year, like the pass coverage and the big plays and all that stuff, we can't let it hurt us anymore. We got to sharpen it up and we just got to be better on the defensive end. And there's always things to improve on the offensive end, too. Definitely. Um, you know, if you, you get that put together, you can put together a great state tournament and shock a lot of people. Um, do you think having a first-round bye um, and that extra week of rest is a bigger advantage, or would you rather play first round like you are so you gain some momentum and confidence going into round two? I would prefer to play in the first week, but getting an extra week and prepared to be, and rest would also be very beneficial. Winning in the first round can – help a team out a lot, and help help the guys sharpen up some of the things that you're a little unsure of going into the postseason. Mm -hmm, for sure. <clears throat> and getting a big win in front of your home crowd can really give you some momentum going into the next game. and Definitely. Definitely. Get your confidence up, but it doesn't matter unless you can't win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Kemper, I mean, I think that's all that we got for you um, tonight. And, you know, we're excited to watch you. I mean, personally, we're both Albany fans, and this tournament's going to be very exciting. So, you know, we're excited to see where it's going to lead you. So thank right. you for the interview, yep. man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Kemper, um, thanks for that great interview. Um, so I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to talk about this matchup, um, Albany and Mount City. Yeah, this is a matchup between the eight and the nine. Um, Albany – 
got a win in the last week and got some help from some other teams with some losses. And so now they've worked their self into a, a, a home playoff game. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of people show up to this game. Um, the crowd's going to be rocking. And that's always a great advantage to have. The, the home field advantage really goes a long way. Um, so especially in a game like districts, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't play football, but I speak from experience and uh, district basketball. The crowd being there helps out a ton. So I'm really excited to be there and watch this game live. Um, I think the important matchup is to – well, if you remember the last game, Albany's uh, second-half defense actually was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think Mountain City scored one touchdown. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if Albany can have the same kind of success throughout the whole game um, because, you know, an eight-man points were scored really quick. Um, so, Gavin, I'll let you go ahead and take it away with some of your um, analysis. Yeah, uh, the only thing I really wanted to talk about is um, just how Mound City has been playing. Um, obviously, Albany came away with a great win last week, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't against the best team, but Pattonsburg was a pass-heavy offense, and Albany obviously shut them down, didn't let any of that, any of their, you know, passes – go for big yards. Um, Mound City, they come off a loss to um, a good Rockport team who's um, 20 to 26. Um, This Rockport team is, you know, they're decent. They took a four-point loss to to Platte Valley, um, and Platte Valley obviously beat East Atchison. But, I mean, you you could go into comments forever with this matchup. And I think Mound City's a good team. I think Albany's a good team. And it was close last time they played, um, like Kemper had mentioned in his interview. So I think I think what it's going to come down to is Albany's pass defense, like we've talked about numerous episodes. Yeah, it's definitely going to come down to the pass the pass defense. And they last week Albany looked great. Mm-hmm. I'm, it was against Pattonsburg. Sorry, Cal. It was against Pattonsburg, but they um, they uh, they I think they played their most complete game that they played all year. Um, even against a not as talented of a team, they didn't really do that much wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the O line looked great, the D line looked great. It was just the first game I'd seen from them all year where they just they looked like they it was just a complete all around win. And um, like Kemper had mentioned in their interview, their running game looks so much better. They're moving the ball, which is something we didn't see at the beginning of the year, um, especially against teams with. You know, high-level defenses. They were moving the ball against North Andrew, like we talked about in the first half, and so um, you know they switched roles around a little bit in in the offense, and I think it's really working for them. And I think this is going to be a great game. Um, you know, you want to make <clears throat> predictions on this yeah, game? Yeah, in terms of a prediction, I uh, I think I think Albany go, goes ahead and uh, with the home crowd. They're going to be hungry from last year. They didn't get a chance to prove what they can do. I think Albany goes ahead and takes this one. Um, in a close matchup like this, I tend to uh, uh, favor the home team. I probably would have picked Albany even if they weren't the home team mm-hmm. just because I'm not going to pick against my team But uh, this early. Uh, obviously, when they, they're going to have to play Worth County, they're going to have to go too. That's going to be a lot of a tougher game. Yeah. But, yeah, this game I'm picking, I'm picking Albany. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Albany as well. Um, like we talked about, they're moving the – Ball better on offense. Their um, if their pass defense shows up, um, then I think I think this is a matchup that Albany is very capable of winning, just like they had before. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this game. I think it's the best first round matchup that we have so far. 
yeah, you know, like we said, two evenly matched teams, the state and the nine. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. All righty. Now we're going to go to an interview with Alex Reinhardt. Um, and with this interview, we're going to go ahead and interview uh, King City's Parker Muff, um, who is arguably one of the state's top running backs. Um, so the first question I have for you, Parker, if you had to give your overall season a grade for King City, um, what would that grade be and why? Sorry, Ted, what would you say? Um, if you had to give King City's season a grade, what would that grade be and why? Um, that's horrible. I, I'd say an eight. Okay. Probably just because uh, it's some tough games. We kind of just choked a little bit. Here and there, got some big plays taken away from us, which uh, was the ending point of the game, really. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give us probably an A. All right, yeah, all right. Reasonable. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, what team do you feel is the biggest threat to King City um, and across the entire playoff bracket? Um, well, there's quite a few, but uh, I think the biggest – uh, playing with County again or uh, Shelby. Yep. Uh, I don't want to say like they're the better teams, but I mean, there's also pretty good teams out there like LeBlanc and Drexel. For sure. But, uh, you know, further down the line in district play and going to state and everything, uh, I mean, those two teams you're probably going to see in state games. So Definitely. You worry about them a lot. So. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and. W- what, in your opinion, what do you think King City has to do in order to go um, the farthest that this team is predicted to go? Um, we just need to work on our defense, really. Our past defense needs work, I'd say. Um, we got a pretty good run defense, but uh, yeah, our past defense and defense all around really needs work. Uh, our offense, I mean, it's pretty podunk, but I mean, it gets the job done when we need it. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All righty. Um, and then uh, do you think having a first-round bye um, and that extra week of rest is a bigger advantage, or would you rather play first round, maybe a home game, um, and get kind of that momentum rolling? Um, I think the having a bye kind of is an advantage to most teams. I mean, you get a week to rest, you get a week to coop. I mean, you get a study to – other teams' offense and defense for for a week more than they do, and then you get another week on on top of that to study their game and what they do, and uh, it really helps out uh, knowing what they do, and it's just really big uh, differential, I guess. Absolutely, man. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. Thanks for coming on, Parker. Yep, no problem. Thank you. Uh, yep, have a good night, man. You too. All righty, now interviewing Brody Scroggins from South Holt. Um, South Holt, kind of an interesting team this year. Uh, started out kind of slow and now worked their way in the top ten like Brett and I had originally predicted. Um, Brody, your first question that we have for you, if you had to give uh, South Holt's overall season a grade, what would that grade be and why? Um, I'd probably have to give us a high B based on what we've accomplished conference-wise. We – uh, shared, we ended up sharing 275 with East Atchison because of the loss. Mm-hmm. But our two losses that we ended up did losing to were East Atchison and Worth County, which are two top five teams in the state. So you can't really 
put too much uh, criticism on those two losses. Totally, totally. But overall, I guess I'd probably say a B plus. All righty. Um, so, uh, second question for you: What team do you feel? I mean, obviously, you don't want to look ahead too far, but um, what team do you feel is the biggest threat to the team across the whole bracket as a whole? I would go either Worms County, uh, just because of what they've done this season, undefeated, and we've already played them and lost, or either Drexel, mostly because we don't really know a lot about them because they're a South team, and South teams are. I don't know. There's not really known from up north. Definitely, definitely. Um, so number three, what does the team have to do in order to go um, the farthest they possibly can um, in this tough eight-man bracket? I would say work on our. I think our defense is our biggest problem. Um, over my four years of high school, defense has always been our biggest problem. Just we just never have been good at it. Definitely, but. Uh, I feel like I hold my side of the defense down pretty well. Okay. I don't know what other people say about it, but uh, our other side, it kind of struggles, but there's a lot of young kids on there. We have a freshman and a sophomore at linebackers, so if they can figure it out in these next two weeks, I feel like we can make a good push. Definitely. Yeah, so you guys have a huge first game against Stanbury. Um, they were yes. preseason uh, ranked pretty high up. A lot of teams had been in King City in the preseason as the two teams to watch out for. Well, Stanbury didn't finish the season as strong as they would have liked, and uh, they actually fell to the number five, and they're going to have to go to you guys and South Holt and get, uh, try and get a win. Uh, so your last, my last question for you is, uh, do you have a uh, preference on whether or not you would prefer a first-round bye or playing in that first round? Because obviously if you guys come off with a win against Stanbury, even though they didn't yeah. get a, a huge strong start to the finish or to the season – I mean, a strong finish of the season, that's a that's a big win. So do you prefer to have yeah. that or the first round bye? I would go with I would go with the first round bye just because it gives our players some time to rest and I, some of us are dealing with minor injuries, myself included. So give it, having that extra week to prepare and just get our bodies right for the game will really help us. All especially right. since Stanbury is a hard hitting team, especially with Austin Colvin. He's a big dude. Definitely. Definitely. Um, all right, man. Um, thanks for coming on at such short notice. Um, we're glad to have you um, represent, you know, someone outside of the GRC for sure. Yeah, no problem. All righty. We're going to go ahead and go into this interview with Alex Reinhardt um, for his upcoming district game. Um, first question, if you had to give your overall season a grade, what would that grade be and why? Um, I think I'd give it a – eight or nine out of ten probably okay. um you know we we've had some games where we uh struggled on defense a little bit we've had some some mental errors and uh you know kind of mistakes that a, that a team goes through throughout the season so i think uh eight or nine out of ten would be pretty good for us all righty all righty yeah that's that's a good mindset uh being undefeated and uh being the number one team Still room for improvement. So eight and nine, that's a pretty good grade, I think, in my opinion. Um, for sure. Second question, what team do you feel is the biggest threat to the team across the entire playoff bracket? I know you guys have a first-round bye, so you guys kind of have a uh, – you'll play the winner of Albany uh, Mountain City. So, But who do you think is the biggest threat to the team across the entire bracket? Um, I think Stanbury uh, is a pretty big threat. You know, they, they always uh, come out and uh, give us a good game. Um, I think Platte Valley – 
uh, East Atchison, North Andrew, they're all three pretty good teams. So, you know, it's um, we got uh, some good competition going into the next few weeks. For sure, for sure. Um, going into question number three, what does the team have to do in order to go the farthest that um, Worth County possibly can um, in this state playoff bracket? Um, you know, we kind of just got to stick to what we've been doing all year. We've just been pounding the basics and, you know, uh, you know, trying to keep our heads and uh, coming into every game and uh, not playing down the competition, not, uh, you know, kind of downplaying them. Uh, you know, we have a good motto. You you say you respect them, but you don't fear them, and we kind of live by that all year. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, this is our last question for you, and this kind of uh, goes back to what I mentioned earlier about you guys having the first-round bye. There's some people who uh, prefer a first-round bye and some people who prefer to go ahead and play that first game so they can get some momentum and some confidence going into round two. So I just I was wondering what, what you preferred, a first-round bye so you can get that rest and uh, an extra look or just some extra practice, um, or do you prefer to play in that first round so you can have a chance to gain some momentum? Um, you know, that could go either way. Um I think the buy is good for us because uh, we we only play like eight ten guys, so you know it's good. The uh, the rest is good, and uh, you know we get good enough looks and practice from our scout team. You know they're they're pretty good, so um, I think the buy is the best, and uh, what I would like to have this week. Definitely, definitely. Well, man, um, it obviously was, was short notice, but we thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just great to have people like you. We can just reach out to and obviously have one of the best running backs in the state come on and uh come on and give a great interview uh yeah thanks guys i appreciate you guys having me again yep have a good night alex yep you too but yeah so uh after that interview we're just going to go ahead and talk about worth county's road to the playoffs or road through the playoffs i guess i should say um you know they don't have a they have a bye first round they're going to face the winner of albany and mount city and we both predicted that it was going to be albany um, so they're going to have that. I mean, looking at the other teams on their side of the bracket, they're going to have Stanberry or South Holt, and both of those teams are very talented teams. And then maybe a Platte Valley or an East Atchison, and who knows, maybe even a Rockport. Um, and then they'll have probably North Shelby in the, in the, in the semis. Um, and so Worth County is going to have a tough couple games. I think this team is built for a tough couple games. I mean, they've left no doubt that they are the favorites to win state. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you go undefeated and you beat teams as bad as you do, I mean, last Friday they kind of dominated Stanbury, and this is a team that their two losses were pretty close games, and mm-hmm. they walk in and kind of destroy Stanbury a little bit. And um, So, I mean, yeah, they're obviously the favorites to go all the way, I would say, at least come out of this district. Um, and honestly, I just – I. I don't see anyone beating them, to be honest. They yeah, they I, have they have they'll have uh, home field advantage all through their district as the one seed. Obviously, the, for a district game, crowd's going to be rocking. I mean, it's just I think it's going to be hard for any team to walk into Worth County and get and a win. Like you talked about the home field advantage. I mean, the tradition and culture when you talk about Worth County. I mean, the stands are always packed. They have signs, uh, you know, out on the field. Um, it really does feel like you're going into Worth County to go to war. Um, and they have, they have you know, great talents in Aiden Gladstone, Alex Reinhardt, Jackson Rundy, you know, a couple other players I'm sure I'm missing. They have a great, great coaching staff. I mean, Worth County, I think, is, is you know, 
I think there's no one that can compete with them, at least on this side of the bracket. Um, there's good teams, but I think Worth County is way too talented and way too good a coach to to lose. Yeah, and I think they go ahead, like you said, go ahead and face North Shelby in the semis, and I I think they go ahead and win that one too, and advance to the advance to the championship. Uh, as in terms of the other side, what do you see going on there? I mean, I don't know much about you know the southern part of football. We played Osceola, and they're not they're not very good. I mean, they're last in that in that part. But Bishop LeBlanc isn't a bad team. Um, no, LeBlanc LeBlanc's playing LeBron played LeBlanc played good football all year. Um, I think I think my semi on this side is going to be go ahead and be um, Bishop and and Drexel. Um, I don't think Bishop really has any any contenders coming out of their bracket that could really knock them off. Um, oh City. yeah, sorry, 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 King I was City. Say King City, I think I'm going to go ahead and be or put King City and Drexel in the semis, and yeah. I think I think King City goes ahead and. And uh, beats Drexel. I just I think Drexel hasn't had that tough of a schedule. I mean, we yeah, talked about this. I don't know this. what to think about Drexel because I haven't seen them play, and I, they're not playing the same teams that, that King that, King City is a weathered team. I mean, they've played. Yeah, they King played City, the GRC team has, GR, has had a GRC schedule, so they their their record isn't as good as Drexel's. But I, like I said, I, I've never I haven't seen Drexel play, so I don't know, but. I think King City will beat them. I'm gonna just go. based off of them being in the GRC alone yeah. and playing these really good teams. They know what really good teams are like. They know how to be a really good team. So yeah, I think and this I'll, and th- th- these district assignments really do benefit King City like tremendously. It's what? crazy that that a school 15, 15 minutes away. What is King City like? 15, 25 minutes yeah. away from Albany yeah. is in a completely different district, and so I think. It benefits King City greatly. They don't have to play um, as tough, um, yeah, I as mean, tough people going through. But I, I still think, I still think that King City's a great team, and I think they're going to go ahead and beat Drexel. I mean, my state finals prediction is going to have to be King City and Worth County, and that was a great, great game when they played in the in the regular season. Yeah, and the thing about it, I, I, I had the same. I have the same finals. I think these two teams are just better than everyone else by that much. That I think it, they're both just the favorites, and and in high, high school sports, especially the better teams, it's just tend to win. Like mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Um, but as in terms of who I think is going to win, I don't actually know because Worth County is going to have a lot harder of a road than King City is, and they're going to have to fight a lot harder. So we may see some fatigue. Absolutely, and like County. like Alex said in his interview, they're playing. They're only playing eight to nine guys. Yeah. So. Like he said, that that week off benefits them um, tremendously, and like you said, they're gonna have to battle um, their way through through this bracket. I mean, just to get there. Um, but Worth County, there's some tough hombres, so so we'll see. I yeah, mean, hey. you can't you can't predict injuries and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick Worth County to win state this year. Well. I'll go ahead and pick uh, King City just so we're, just so we don't agree on that whole thing. I think either team could win this, um, but yeah, I'll just I'll just drive to King City. I have no problem. Either team could win this. Um, both of, both of them have really strong running attacks, um, but I think I think fatigue is a real thing and it, it really can affect these teams. I'm I'm sure Worth County knows that and they're going to prepare for that and they're going to make sure their guys are rested as much as possible. But 
I'll just go ahead and pick King City. I have no problem riding with them. So definitely. Um, and so that's gonna wrap up our, uh, you know, our interview and eight man, um, eight man predictions. So um, I think that's gonna lead us right ahead into NBA. Yeah, let's let's talk some NBA. The season is season's in pretty much full swing now. Most teams have played at least three games. Um, so let's just go ahead and look at some standings. Um, there's a lot of surprises so far. Biggest one for me, the Bulls. They are four and zero, and this is their first four and zero start since the Absolutely. since the nineteen ninety six ninety seven season. And if you remember, they had this guy named Michael Jordan on their team at that time. So that's how long it's been since they've started off this hot. Another surprise is the Hornets in the East. They're three and one. I th- I thought the Bulls and Hornets both would be some of the two most exciting teams to watch. I didn't think they'd be top of the East. I mean, we're literally a weekend, so mm-hmm. but they're playing really good basketball at this point. And the Bulls are kind of proving me wrong just a little bit at the start. I really didn't think they would start off this hot. I think they'd actually be one of those slower teams to develop because they were all so new to each other, and they would take a little bit longer to learn how to play with one another. Um. Yeah, I I I had the Bulls. Um, you know, you kind of criticized me for having the Bulls so high on my list. Yeah, you you actually were higher on the Bulls than I was. And I I think they they show up and they show out. Like I said, this is their this is the first week of the season. But I mean, all these teams um, in the East are playing pretty well. I think the East is going to be a lot more competitive than the West. Looking at it. Um, you know, I think the Mavericks, they're only one and one. Um, I think they go ahead and bump up. Warriors are three and oh. That's kind of a surprise. Yeah, that's a big surprise for me. And they still don't even have clay back. So mm-hmm. I think they go ahead and miss the play in this year. And but on the other side, they go ahead and clinch one of those top six seeds, honestly. I But but do you think it'll be I mean, obviously with clay on the floor, the spacing is gonna be a little bit different. Do you think they Well, I think Clay are would, rusty? Well, I think Clay will come in and He'll be rusty for sure, but he's still an NBA player. He's 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 been he's been looking for this for this day probably for two years now since it's been two years since he's been out. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about something else. Tyler Hero, oh my twenty goodness. averaging twenty three points so far across the season in this first game of the year dropped. Uh, what did he, he drop 27 in his first game, 30 in his second game, and then had a little bit of a drop off in the third game with 13 points. But he had nine assists and five rebounds, so he affected the game in other ways. And he also played less minutes than he did in the game where he where he dropped 30. But how about Tyler Hero? My sixth man of the year prediction is looking a little bit stronger. Maybe I most mean, improved too. The A. A. It was a good prediction. It's one week in the season. Oh. I wouldn't I would not get too high on the um Miami on heat. the Tyler Hero oh, train, let, let alone the Miami Heat train. Miami. I am I am not even on that train right now. Why not? Let me just ask you, why not? I mean, the Heat, their defense is elite. Top 10 defense, maybe top five defense, and their offense is, I mean, it's not elite like their defense, but it's pretty good. They got Kyle Lowry, they got Bam, Jimmy, Tyler Hero averaging 23. I mean, edge. They're going to be a good team. I, I think they aren't as good as what you think. I think the Nets, but, without Kyrie, the he could jump them in the standings. I'll just go ahead and say it. They've mm-hmm. got a good enough defense. Um, they could do it. So, um, yeah, some, some more surprises. Uh, how about those Lakers? Yeah, not doing very well at all. And we knew there was going to be growing pains. We, uh, we knew that we didn't think they were going to gel right away. Um, 
but I think it's the first week of the season. We keep saying that. I mean, they're zero and three, or they're one and two. Sorry, yeah, um, one and two. But I, they're gonna bounce back. It's LeBron. I don't know. Dude. It's I, LeBron. I, I I'm gonna stand by my my point with Russell not being the point guard for this team. Through three games, he's averaging twelve points on thirty five percent shooting. That's by far his worst start of his career. His three point percentage is nine percent. And I think. It's, I think he's going to be taken under LeBron's wing, and LeBron's going to have to show him, hey, man, like, because Russell Westbrook, he's a hothead. Whenever he has bad games, they turn into multiple, multiple bad games. But we look at Russell Westbrook's whole career. He's never been great starting out. He never has. He plays his best basketball going, leading into the postseason. And then once it gets to the postseason, he plays one of the worst basketball he's ever played. But – who knows? Yeah, and another thing about the NBA that's happening is Ben Simmons. He says he's uh, he's basically out indefinitely. Um, he says he's not ready mentally to play. I don't really know what that means. I think I don't, this. I don't know if he's gonna. I think he might just be saying I'm not mentally ready to play, and then he'll just sit until they decide to, to yes. Uh, to this trade him. this is a way to get out of the not paying him because it is in their contract. If he is. Um, if he's injured, per se, they still have to pay him, um, just like any other regular job. But he is using this. I'm, and I'm not saying – because he has taken a lot of backlash. He really has, and that can be definitely mentally draining. So I think, yeah, this is a way to say I'm not going to be a poster boy anymore. I'm not going to be a poster boy. I'm not going to be um, an example for the 76ers. Um, and this is saying, you know, I'm ready to be traded. I'm not mentally fit for this organization. And so, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that saga. I mean, we've talked about it for forever. So. Yeah, and the Sixers without him are two and two. So um, I think they'll go ahead and they're right now 11th in the East, but every team has only played like four games. That's the max you, you can have at this point, I believe. So, the standings will start to take shape a little bit more into the uh, into the later part of the season. I think the Bulls and the Hornets, especially, they'll they'll cool down and they won't be number one and number three. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm. I just I'm. I love the NBA. I love watching it. It's probably my most. I get the most excitement out of watching it. So I'm really glad the season started. Um, I think that's all I have. For, in yeah. Terms of NBA. Um, Brett, what do you think about? The World Series, my man. Well, the World Series uh, kicks off tonight. Last time I checked, the Braves actually jumped out to a 5-0 lead over the Astros. So, I mean, that's that's crazy. I definitely did not expect that whatsoever. I went ahead and made my prediction. I have the Astros winning this series in seven, and I have the MVP being Carlos Correa. Um, the reason I have the Astros in seven, I do not want the Astros to win this at all. I hate the Astros with a passion. Um, I really want the Braves uh, kind of underdog run to keep going. But I think the Astros win this series mostly because their lineup is just none of these guys are easy outs when they're batting. And that stacked on top of the Braves just finishing a hard-fought uh, Dodgers series, I think they're just gonna, it's going to be too much. And I think the MVP is going to be Carlos Correa. He's a free agent this year. I think he may be playing his last games with the Astros. And I think that he'll be looking to show up, maybe get a little bit more money out of the team. Speaking of Carlos Correa and being a free agent and about my Yankees, uh, the Yankees are reportedly big suitors in pursuit of Corey Seager and Carlos Correa. Uh, they definitely need a shortstop. So, I mean, but either one of these guys would be a huge help. 
Seager would be maybe a little bit better because he's a left-handed batter and he uh, Yankee Stadium benefits left-handed hitting more than right-handed for sure. And Anthony Rizzo also, he's reportedly very excited to start working on a new deal with the Yankees. So that's what's going on in the, base, in the baseball world. I would love to be wrong on this World Series pick, but I just got to pick the better team in my opinion. So that's why I'm rolling with the Astros. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for MLB at this point in time. For sure, for um, sure. How about some college football? Yeah, let's let's um, dabble in that, man. So this this week in college football, I, before the week started, there actually wasn't any um, top twenty five ranked game like teams playing one another. Obviously, the the uh, games have switched or the rankings have switched up a little bit. But some games that I have down as uh, we want to cover. The first one is Coastal Carolina taking an L to Appalachian State, and this is the first time since two thousand eight, correct? That what? That coast or that App State has be a ranked team. I I think I saw that actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and they get a thirty to twenty seven win. So Coastal, they kind of had the same thing going on last year, where some teams were calling for them to be in that CFP, but it's not going to happen now. They drop at twenty four. And, and a, a story coming out of um, coming out of that game, um, the Appalachian uh, State quarterback had transferred to App State. And actually, before the season even started, um, a Coastal Carolina linebacker had DM'd him personally and said, how's it feel to transfer oh, yeah, and I saw only this. to lose to a couple boys from yeah. um, North Carolina? Yeah, that's that's cold, dude. That is very cold. And um, I, I mean, it's karma, man. He got put in his place. That's all yeah. I got to say. Uh, another game, Penn State, they take another loss, 20-18 to 18, to Illinois. And and let me just point out, you had Penn State getting back into the top four. I did, I did. Um, I with. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just admit I was wrong. Um, this I don't really know what Illinois' quarterback's name is. Arthur Satowski, I guess is how you say. It. I Illinois is in a big college. I've never heard of this quarterback before. I'm sorry. I don't watch Illinois football. But, uh, Jared's uh, going to be mad about that yeah, one. I'm sorry, but I just don't, dude. Uh, he went 8 for 19 in this game, 38 yards and a pick. If you look at that, you're like, this team won. Well, Chase Brown and Josh McCray. Brown had 223 yards rushing, and Josh McCray had 142. So that's definitely – what led Illinois to this win was Penn State's inability to stop the run. If you give up 140-plus yards to two different people, it's very hard to win. Definitely. Sean Clifford throws for 165 yards and a touchdown. Not a, I mean, it's a mediocre game, so not really didn't do really what he needed to and do just to win. looking at some of the top four teams, um, Cincinnati barely squeezes by Navy and like I said, they're 7-0. and They're playing these bad teams. I just – I don't get how you can – how you can put these this Cincinnati team in the top four? Um, Cincinnati keep winning, dude. They keep Cincinnati's winning. Cincinnati's quarterback Desmond Ritter goes eighteen for thirty with one hundred and seventy six yards and an interception, um, as as well as two touchdowns, which isn't a bad stat. But I mean, you're playing Navy and you're the number two team in college football. I just don't see it. Um, with about, Oklahoma yeah. behind Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams. Has a great game. I mean, not great, a, an average game. 15 for 20, 178 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. But 
Oklahoma um, needed a, another comeback. We were talking about without Caleb Williams. Absolutely. They weren't needing these comebacks. They were down 10-0 to zero at halftime yeah. at Kansas. Oklahoma had to score 21. Yeah, in the last quarter to come and, back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, that was a scare for Oklahoma. They would definitely can, be the biggest meme if they lost to Kansas. Kansas quarterback Jason Bean goes 17 for 23 with 246 yards passing and one touchdown, um, which isn't terrible. Um, they're leading – their Kansas leading rusher Devin Neal um, plays great. He has 23 carries for 100 yards, averages 4.3 with two touchdowns. Um, so yeah, I mean Oklahoma goes to eight. No, I I think they'll still be in the top four. Um, and Ohio State at number five gets a blowout victory. Yeah, and one more game that uh, I wanted to cover was Iowa State versus Oklahoma State. Iowa State gets another big win, gives Oklahoma State their first loss of the year, 24-21. And for Iowa State, their quarterback has a pretty big day, throws for 307 yards and uh, two touchdowns. Um, their, their running back, Brees Hall, also had a touchdown as well. So um, just a good game from Iowa State. They they crack into the top 25. And uh, what's we don't normally talk – we haven't talked about the Heisman race a lot. I just wanted to highlight that just real quick. Uh, in terms of the betting favorites and what who Vegas is picking, Bryce Young is still the favorite. But Matt uh, Corral from Ole Miss and C.J. Stroud are making noise, as well as Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. He's kind of a long shot pick, but Pittsburgh is playing well, and their quarterback Kenny Pickett is he's he's keeping himself as an interesting name. And going ahead and looking at the um, AP top twenty-five. Georgia obviously at one, Cincinnati at two. I don't think Cincinnati belongs. I think we both agree on Georgia, um, but I don't think Cincinnati belongs. No, we don't agree on that. I think Cincinnati's a good team. I they, really do. They lost by – are they won by four to Navy? I know, but um, Alabama lost to Texas A&M, and we both had them getting back in the top four. But Texas A&M is a top 25 team. I'm just saying that's a team that Alabama should have beat. I mean, that's fair. Um, and then we look at number three. Like you said, Alabama gets back into the top four. Um, you know, they – it's Alabama. I think that's all you got to say. Yeah. Um, number four, Oklahoma um, comes back. Number five, Ohio State. We've both been pretty high on Ohio State. Yeah. And, you know, they're continuing to be dominant. And then at six, you have Michigan, yeah. who is and 7-0. Oh. Uh, this is one of the best teams that – Harbaugh has ever coached. And then we have Oregon and then two more Big Ten teams, Michigan State and Iowa. Big Ten's interesting this year, and it makes me so happy for college football because it makes it more than an SEC-filled SEC playoff. Yeah, and things do not – let's just go ahead and cover we'll, – we, we'll cover one game that is a key game to watch this, this week, Michigan versus Michigan State. In-state rivals, number six versus number eight. Who's going to get their first loss? It's at Michigan State. Going to be a sold-out crowd, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. And the crowd's going to be – I mean, these these schools do not like one another whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'll i probably make it a point to watch this game. It's 11 a.m. game, so hopefully I don't have anything going on because I really want to watch that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up college football, and I think we can go ahead and go into the NFL. All righty, so that's going to go ahead and lead us right into the NFL. Um, exciting week, um, a lot of buys, but um, I think the games that played still managed to be exciting. Yeah, and before we get into the week review, uh, just two things I want to talk about. Green Bay signed William Mer- Whitney Merciless. I wouldn't normally talk about this, but I just wanted to cover it because that was an interesting name that was brought up in the Chiefs just because 
our defense is bad enough. If we can get him for the minimum, what, what can it hurt? He's a pass rusher. And, uh, but I just wanted, to, just wanted to bring that up, that that happened. And I have a question. There's some rumors of Tua going to Washington and Deshaun Watson going to the Dolphins. Are we buying that or are we not buying the that? The NFL released a statement that there was not enough evidence or they had not heard enough to suspend one Deshaun Watson. So I think I think it's true, man. I think it could happen. I think it – I wouldn't be surprised. I think Deshaun Watson – they probably just want a new start without Deshaun. I mean, what's the point of wasting a generational talent like that? Mm-hmm. Even even if the just his his allegations aside, he's a good football player. Um, but um, and Tua, he's up and he's been so up and down. Well, not even really up and down. It's just been mostly bad. He had mm-hmm. a terrible interception, but yeah, um, this past week. So I could see it happening. I don't really know how it benefits Washington um, because they already have Fitz and. Um, Heineke, but that's just, that's what I wanted to talk about. The let's go ahead and go into our weekend review. Uh, week seven, Browns Broncos kicked off the week. Um, the Browns did not have any of their key guys. Did not have well on offense at least. Didn't have Baker. Didn't have Chubb. Didn't have Cream Hunt. Didn't matter. They still beat the Broncos because the Broncos are terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, looking at this Brown squad that they brought and they somehow pull it off on Thursday night football. I think the Broncos the 3 and 0 start was Oh yeah, they terrible. Everyone knows that too. I mean, there's no there's really no way you can argue it. You beat three teams that have a combined 0 9 record. I mean, that and doesn't prove anything. I'm going to go ahead and mention this game to you so you already don't get fired up about it, but Titans and Chiefs yeah, actually, I have a lot to say about this game. Obviously, everyone knows the hey, Titans. Strap in, folks. This is going to be quite the ride. The Titans beat the Chiefs 27-3. Um, the worst game in Patrick Mahomes' career. I, I thought we hit rock bottom. Uh, I thought we saw the worst of the Chiefs last week whenever we were down 13-10 to 10 to Washington at halftime. But they continue to um, just show that they, actually, that, that they can get worse and worse because that's been what's happening. Uh, throughout the season, we just got worse and worse. Mahomes threw for 206 yards and an interception. I mean, that's not Mahomes at all. Um, and just some things I wanted to talk about in this game. The defense continues to be historically bad. Um, I mean, it's just terrible. They're basically last in every single statistical category. And that makes Mahomes and the offense have to press. They want to make something happen, and Mahomes makes mistakes. And the O-line is not doing – very good, but Mahomes isn't helping them at all. Um, they there were several times in this game where they the Titans would have I, I don't know who the DN was that um, Orlando Brown was guarding, but he would take a wide angle and get around, and Mahomes would wouldn't step up in the pocket like a like an experienced quarterback like him would do. He would continue to try and uh, bail and make something happen with his feet. You got to step up in the pocket whenever the defense. You got to take what the defense gives you. You can't make things like that happen. And Mahomes just—I don't think he's regressing. I think it's just things he needs to figure out. He took a nasty hit at the end of the game. Uh, clear concussion protocol, though. But um, yeah, Mahomes making mistakes, and I—a lot of this is on coaching. I don't know what's up with our coaches. I think you're going to see a lot of calls for Steve Spagnuolo to be fired um, in this off season. It's just not working with this offense, and I don't want. No one's going to want Andrew to be fired, and I'm a part of that. No one wants that to happen. He's a great coach, but 
He's set in his ways. He has his guys. This was on – I saw this on Twitter this week. Our receivers, I don't know what's going on with them, but Demarcus Robinson this week had, was our top snap getter in receivers, even over Tyree Kill, because um, Tyree Kill is kind of banged up right now, so he wasn't in the whole game. But Robinson had 198 more snaps on the, uh, has 198 more snaps to this point in the season than Byron Pringle. Hey, but he has three less targets and six less receptions and 110 less y- yards. So why is Pringle not on the field more than Robinson? I don't know. But we need to make some adjustments, um, or else we're gonna have a we're gonna miss the playoffs. We're three and four right now. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in a situation where we can't win this division if we dig ourselves in too big of a hole. Um, so, so let me go ahead and ask you this: You go ahead and you replace Andy Reid as a head coach. What what are your steps to you get thrown in in the middle of this year right now? What are your steps to make the playoffs? Well, obviously the defense is terrible. I don't know what I don't know what we did about that because I think we already made the adjustments that were going to benefit us with bringing in Juan Thornhill and safety. So I don't know what to do about the defense. But the Chiefs have overcome bad defenses before, so it's nothing new. I think on offense, we have to get. I mean, what is Demarcus Robinson giving us at this point? Nothing. He had one good game last year, and he would have some games where he would have a good catch. But he's bringing us nothing. Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle actually made a really good grab in this game. He needs to be in more. I don't know why. I guess maybe Josh Gordon isn't figuring out the offense as fast as we thought he would because he's still not getting any snaps hardly. He could be the guy that we go to in situations where we play the Bills where Tyree Kill and Kelsey are so focused on and our other guys can't get open on these guys. But Josh Gordon is a guy who has the talent and the ability to go up over these guys and get open. Um but I'm a guy who likes to be positive. I like to find a silver lining in every single game. It was hard to find one in this game, but I think this – I mean, just it's just a small win. But Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are young linebackers. They look pretty good. And another one that I, that I think that Chiefs fans need to focus on, I just want to preface this by saying I completely understand if you're in panic mode, the Chiefs just don't like the Chiefs. But things can change quick in the NFL. Let's not forget that the Buccaneers last year were a wild card team. They did not win their division. That's true. The Saints won that division, and the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Um, and the, even the Packers this season, they're just a few weeks away from getting destroyed by the Saints. So things change so quick in the league. That's just some things that I wanted to talk about, um, about the Chiefs. But I, like I said, I completely understand if you're in panic mode. I personally just choose – I've watched this team for too long, especially with Mahomes. I'm never going to count us out. I watched uh, – like that entire playoff run, we won the Super Bowl. We were down in every game. It's just now it's over the course of a whole season where we need to come back. So yeah, that ends my tangent on the Chiefs. The next game was the Packers getting a win over the over Washington. I think we kind of assumed that would happen. Yeah, um, you know, Brett Williams, folks, um, on that that Chiefs game. You know, hey, that that was good coverage. I really like it. <laughs> good job. Well, I'm I mean. It was just frustrating. It was, it, this is the lowest point I've been at since the Chiefs have got Mahomes. Um, it's just frustrating to see the coach, and it's it's not a lack of talent. If we weren't that good, I would it would be a completely different thing. But um, it's it's this the guys aren't playing to their full potential, and the coaching just isn't helping them out at all. And and there we go again. I guess we get a little bit more at the end. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, we both assume the Packers. Um, would be Washington. Um, I don't think – anyway, we'll get to power rankings and I'll talk about it um, then. And then the Bengals, 
go in and absolutely put yeah. a stomp in on the Ravens. And neither of us expected this for sure. You both Abs- take the Ravens to win not. this. And the Bengals kind of destroyed them. And that AFC North is – I don't know who's going to win it. It's wide open. It's wide open for any team with the Bengals and Ravens on a bit – looks like an even playing field. And the and Browns are Browns hurt. banged up, yeah. Steelers, Steelers are off, terrible. Coming off by- <laughs> so they're probably not going to win the division. But there's three teams that could still win it. Uh, I don't think you can count the Steelers out, uh, but hey, hey, everyone's entitled to their own opinion on PNG in the morning. So I, I, I said the Panthers weren't gonna weren't that good as their record showed, but I, I didn't, expect, I didn't think they were that bad to come off a loss against the Giants by twenty two. Um, and so then going, yeah, going ahead and um, leading into the next game, the Falcons and Dolphins. Falcons go in, barely beat the Dolphins, thirty to twenty eight. And um, we went ahead and talked about Tua. And in this game, Tua played well. He really did. Um, he had, like you said, a couple ugly interceptions. But he goes 32 for 40 with 291 yards and four touchdowns as well as two interceptions. Yeah, I just – 291 yards on 40 throws. I just – I mean, that's a good completion percentage, and it's against, but it's against the Falcons defense. And I don't – I mean – I don't know what exactly their ranking is, but their defense I don't think is that good. Uh-oh. So I think that kind of comes with a grain of salt. Uh, but he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he had a he had a solid game. The two picks though, he, uh, that killed him because he ended up losing by two points. So uh, yeah, next game Jets Patriots. I mean, the Patriots I expected to win this, but holy dude, they won fifty four to thirteen. And Mac Jones at this point is looking like the best quarterback out of this class. Just he's in a better situation, but. Um, so yeah, I mean Mac Jones looking great at, that, at this and then, point. Uh, Raiders go ahead and beat the Eagles. Um, you know, great game. Raiders come out on top. Yeah, they're five and two now. AFC West is looking pretty open too at this point. Absolutely. Uh, Rams Lions Rams get the win, but only by nine. We we expected this to be at least a fifteen point win, mm-hmm. I think. But I mean, a win's a win. So uh, Bucks Bears Buccaneers kill the Bears out thirty eight to three. Didn't expect that much of a blowout. I expected them to win still, but. Uh, Cardinals, Texans, Texans get a safety in this game, so there's that. I mean, hey, that's all right. Thirty-one to five, the Cardinals still win though. Colts, Niners, Colts get a twelve-point win, and in the Monday night game, the Seahawks or the Saints get a three-point win over the Seahawks. This was a rainy game, kind of a slugfest game. Um, so that going being said, right into power rankings. Yeah, let's go ahead and get our power rankings out of the way. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and read mine. All right, go ahead. Um, number one, still the Cardinals. Number two, I still have the Rams. Number three, still the Bills and Bucks at four. And I went ahead and I replaced the Packers with the Titans because, the, um, you know, Brett and I kind of talked off air. Um, the Packers didn't really have, like, a, a very great win. I mean, it was a win, but the Titans stomped the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I mean they gotta be in the top five at this point. Um I think who is your I think we have the same power rankings. Cardinals, Rams, Bills, Bucks, Titans. Yes, sir. I mean so yeah, I mean we have the same we have the same power rankings, but I mean these five teams have basically I mean you can put it in any order you want. Yeah. But the Cardinals basically gotta be at the top and then from there, I mean it's basically a shuffle of these teams, so but um so yeah, that's that's our power rankings are the same. Uh but I think we I think there's gonna be a shuffle this week and uh, I'll go ahead and get that right out of the way. The Packers play the Cardinals Thursday night football, and I think the Packers win this game. Devontae Adams has COVID. I know. Okay. 
He, he does have to test negative two times within 24 hours to play on Thursday. But let's not forget who the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers is. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Cardinals. Um, okay. I think a Packers team without Devontae Adams is a pretty weak Packers team. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Cardinals here. All right. Uh, Falcons, Panthers. <laughs> I picked the Falcons. You lose to the Giants by 22. Yeah. You kind of uh, lose that, my faith. That quarterback situation in Carolina right now is a little – I kind of got to be careful with talking about the Giants because the Chiefs played him. So if, if we lose, that's going to really come back to haunt me. But Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Falcons as well. Yeah. Um, next game, Titans and Colts. I think the Titans they do what they do best. Titans are going to win this, in my opinion. Dolphins and Bills. Um, the last time these two teams played, uh, it was a 35 to zero shutout, I believe in favor of the Bills. And maybe not a shutout this time, but I think the Bills go ahead and get a dominant win. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. Bengals-Jets, I mean, the Bengals probably going to win this after the win against the Ravens. Steelers-Browns. This is a huge game because we talked about how open the AFC North is. Yeah, and I actually – I don't know if Baker's going to play. I don't know about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, so I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to pick. I, and In games like this, I like to pick the home team. Cleveland's the home team, so I pick Cleveland. Okay, Um. so – Reading up, um, I do believe Kareem Hunt is out for a couple weeks. Um, so they will have Chubb and Baker um, still we, we hopes yeah, to, to play the that. Steelers um, and definitely has a chance. Yeah. I'm still going to go with the Steelers. I expect that. Don't pick against your team. Eagles, Lions, uh, I have the Eagles. I think the Lions are going to get their first win. They've been close. They're doing things right. Their coach last week takes two huge – he does an onside kick and then a fake punt back-to-back. They both work. The dude is respectable. I'm going with the Lions. All right. I mean, I, I respect it. I respect it. Rams, Texans. I went ahead and picked the Rams. Rams by a million. Um, Bears, 49ers. I've been riding with the 49ers a lot, and they have failed me every single week. So I went ahead and picked the Bears in this game. Um Mm, this David is another, Montgomery is coming back for sure. Well, this was another one of those I didn't really know. And so, I mean, when I don't know, I just pick the home team. Because right, I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Okay. You know, that's, I, respect it. I respect that pick too. Uh, but Patriots-Chargers, uh, I think this game is an underrated game. I yeah, think this might I, be I agree. a, a I good agree. game. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers. I picked them as well. Seahawks-Jags. Uh, Seahawks. Yeah, I had them as well. Um, Bucks and... Saints. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I picked them as I picked them too. Uh, Washington, uh, Denver. I'm gonna go with Washington. I picked Denver. I know I said that um, the the Broncos are terrible, but the but Washington also is. I mean, they lost 31 to 13 to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs yeah. do not look very good at this point. So Cowboys, Vikings, uh, flash of offenses. Yeah, I also this was another game where I didn't know who to pick, but I ended up going with the Cowboys. I think they're just a slightly better team than the Vikings. Well, their offense is way better, obviously, but I think this is an evenly matched game. Honestly, I really do. But, yeah, this is very even. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Vikings just because you picked the Cowboys. That's fine. This was another one of those games where I was close to picking the home team, but I think the Cowboys are better, so I went ahead and picked the Cowboys. All right, and Giants and Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I the. Are we gonna Are we gonna get another? Red We're gonna have tangent? a rant twice as long if we go in and lose at home to the Giants. Danny be, Dimes, be prepared for that. I mean, he did folks. have a one. <laughs> you just never know with Daniel Jones. He had a one-handed grab in that last game against that, the Panthers. Right. And then, but, um, 
Is that going to wrap up the week? Yeah, we forgot yes, to say our last week's pick em. I was 9-4 and four in my rankings. I was also 9-4. and four. Yeah, we didn't pick the exact same, but some games I was right and Gavin was wrong and then vice versa. So, so we ended my, up with the same record. My overall record is now 22-6. and six. Mine was I like 10-4 last week. Yep. So I am um, – or no, I was uh, nine and six. I was nine and six. That's what it was. So I'm eighteen and ten. A little bit worse. A little bit worse of a record, but that's not terrible. That's I think that's respectable. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, do we have anything else left? I don't think so, guys. I think that's gonna wrap up the episode. As always, thanks for tuning in. Um, the district preview has been great. Um, we hear from a lot of different um, names around eight man football. And so we thank all those guys for coming on and doing interviews. Um, you know, it's they're busy during uh, football. They're student athletes. So, yeah, we appreciate their time. And as always, thank you guys for watching. Let us know what you think, please. We love your feedback. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, BG in the morning. Yeah, guys, again, thanks for watching. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, hope you tune in next week.